This is the Simpleton Review Podcast. The podcast where incredibly simple individuals review movies and albums in an incredibly simple way. The podcast so simple, it just might be a crime. So buckle up and get ready for the podcast that never stands a chance of insulting your intelligence. And now, here's your host, the founding member of the Simpleton Guild, Nate Simpleton. back to the Simpleton Review. We are glad you've decided to join us and be part of our show today. All one and a half of you that actually watch this video, we truly appreciate the time. And I'm pretty sure that's me and probably Charlie and maybe Lamb. So, hey guys. So, anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, well, I just Actually, I gotta tell you, our last few videos have performed really quite well. In fact, some of the best performances are on YouTube that we've had in almost all of our year and a half to two years we've been doing this show. So, in one week time, we've had, I mean, it's its its a lot for us. It's not a lot for other people. But, you know, we're hitting double digits, which is actually pretty cool for us. So I'm excited. I don't know if that's just because somebody, you know, is making fun of us somewhere. I have no idea. Anyways, this week we're going to be talking about the newest, newer, new-ish album from the Shivas. And no, we're not talking about uh, the Hindu god. Uh, we are talking about the... Um, Portland-based band. Rock, hillbilly... I don't even know what you want to call this band. Rockabilly? Psychedelic Rockabilly. Rock. Psychedelic? Okay. They're called right. the Shivas. And the brand new album is called Feels So Good. Is that correct? Feels Charlie, so good. you seem to know a little bit about this band. And, and, of course, they are from your hometown. So why don't you tell us about the Shivas, what you know about them? The funny thing is, is that I only picked up on them about three years ago. They've been around for about 25. Um, but uh, I picked them up at a live show over in Boise. Uh, I was checking out uh, Jeffrey Lewis, who's from New York, and uh, they were the opening act and uh, blew my socks off. I totally loved their show. It jammed so well. It was uh, uh, it was just before they released their last album. Um, uh, what was that one called? Uh, I can't even remember. But uh, uh, it was it was like it was a spectacular show. So I got really excited when they came out with an album, and so I decided we're going to review it. Um, the unfortunate thing was, I didn't listen to it first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. All right. Well, before we go on, we do have a special guest with us today. His name is Kyle. Kyle, what is your last name? Marshall. Kyle is uh, joining us from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, the home of the famous North people that are a lot nicer, a <laughs> lot more kinder, a lot more gentler, and probably a lot more sane than people from the United mm. States. They're, they're going back into their ice caves, actually, for the winter right now. So we retreat for a few months before, before the hey, fall happens in the spring. We're coming out with our buffalo horns and our tattoos and and attacking the capital. That's what we do here in our country. <laughs> Whatever. So, all right. I know. It's, it's embarrassing. It's totally embarrassing. So, uh, Kyle's joining us. And, uh, Kyle, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and podcasts or whatever else you have? Oh, yeah, for sure. So, uh, th thank you. Thank you, first and foremost, as I like hit my microphone <laughs> very, very hard. Uh, I'm so excited to be on this podcast, which is why I am flailing my arms around too much. Uh, I am a, You said I'm from Canada, which is perfectly true. I am a serial podcaster. I have a few different ones that are out there. Probably the most 
interested of like the, the audience that you have would probably be the most interested in the one I do with my co-host David Yun called Kyle and Dave versus the machine. Mm-hmm. That is a film podcast. And the very quick synopsis of that is that every season, which is every year that we do it, the evil machine that you know runs our lives forces us to watch films from only one year. Uh-huh. So season one was all about the year 1999. We were just wrapping up our season two on the year 1971. So mm-hmm. it's the 50th anniversary of a bunch of things. So we mm-hmm. spent our whole year going through that. And, uh, it makes me feel out, old. Like, <laughs> I know. Well, the, the interesting thing about us is that we always try to also figure out, like, is this still culturally relevant? And yeah. we're having a hard time a lot with the 70s being like, well, some <laughs> things are and some things are very not yeah. In, yeah. in some of the movies from that time. So it was it was fun going through some some of those. Um, and then I'm trying to think of anything else I want to, I want to think I'm online all the time like I'm on Twitter all the time and in Instagram and stuff like that so mm-hmm. uh, listen to too many podcasts I'm a big musical theater fan which is what I'm going to bring and talk about in this conversation a little bit sweet and, uh, excited to delve a little bit further <clears throat> right on well thank you so much for for joining us today we're, we're just absolutely thrilled to have you on the show today so as such, why don't you start off and tell us what is your opinion of this uh, this newish album for the Shivas? For sure. Now you kind of mentioned here in the in the run up that, that you were thinking of like the Hindu god Shiva. To me, I immediately think about the Jewish faith because that's oh, what they uh-huh. call their week of mourning. Right? If someone mm-hmm. close to them passes away, they go into Shiva, and that's what they do. So I didn't know. I didn't know what I had in my mind, like what the this band was going to sound like. Uh-huh. But it was different than what I was kind of expecting it to sound like, just by their name, by themselves. Um, so very quick preamble. I'm going to try and make this as brief as I possibly can. Sure. I am a music fan, but I am so out of date as far as like new musicians that are out uh-huh. there. I follow like I am of two like very drastically different polar opposites. I either want like totally um acoustic like it is a a drum set and a guitar as far as instrumentation goes or i want the most ostentatious like you have a a brass band behind you and like a bagpipes or something like that like something that's really (laughs) weird and interesting okay which is why i like a lot of like glam rock stuff like it's very theatrical over the Uh top that sort of stuff like that's kind of what i more gravitate to like i would say as for as a modern band arcade fire is like my sweet spot like i really like what they do so that's my that's good, thing that's a good choice yes yeah, yeah. okay um, but on the flip side also like Sufjan Stevens a whole lot so we have like these yeah. two very different <laughs> polar opposites yes, yes. these uh, the ship is I, I would say go more towards the indie rock very uh, low and in instrumentation side of things um I had actually heard in my Spotify shuffle the first song on this record, Feel So Bad. So I was a bit familiar with that song, I realized. I was like, I've heard this before. Where have I heard this before? Um, and it was because it was advertised to me on Spotify. Mm. Um, so I, I, I'll say this. I actually did enjoy it overall. I call this good driving music because it's really just for background <laughs> enjoyment, I find. like It was not something that I'd be like, oh, I'm going to sit down and listen to this record right now it's like i'm putting this on while i'm doing something cooking maybe writing driving like i said so i like that um i want to talk a little bit about lyrics specifically but uh but i'll say that overall liked it enjoyed it i would say just as a quick um standouts i thought the feel so bad i like uh tell me that you love me i thought was another standout and the very last song please don't go are kind of my three favorites and then all the other ones kind of sounded the same to me (laughs) to be honest 
Well, those are some interesting. Uh, is that is uh, is that pretty much it? He has some. That'll else be to my say? thing. Otherwise, I'll be talking for like another twenty minutes, and I don't want to make this <laughs> episode <laughs> too long. That's fair enough. These guys have to usually make me shut up too. So, Charlie, let's go with you. What's your what was your thoughts on this uh, on this uh, album? Uh, I thought that uh, okay. So I feel like the same thing happened to these guys that happened to the Squirrel Nut Zippers. Um, the squirrel Nut Zippers. Okay, you're the, you're, the ho- you're starting to walk on hollow ground here, so be careful what you say. Oh no 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 no! You you'll agree with me because okay. uh, um, so the so the Squirrel Nut Zippers put out hot and they put out the inevitable and they put out um, um, even even the uh, perennial favorites. All three of those fantastic albums. Uh-huh, right. Then they came into Bedlam Ballroom. And the same thing happened to the Shivas that happened to the Squirrel Nut Zippers here. They took the sound and they, like, evened every sound out, uh, and, and it totally muddied the waters of the sound. Mm-hmm. And that's what turned this into driving music, and it just irritated me to no end. Because <laughs> these, these folks are actually fantastic musicians, uh-huh. uh, I'm, but you couldn't hear any character in what they are playing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was nothing. I mean... Yeah. It was so bland. I mean, I had. I, I mean, you know, I got the teaser track undone from Bandcamp, and I and I like that track. That is probably the the one track I do like for the sound. Um, the unfortunate thing is, it doesn't sound like anything else that they've done uh, that I remember. If I were to hear it live, I bet you it even sound even more different than any of the recordings, or uh, just because the ener- there was no energy in this album to me. Uh, mm. it, it was so deadpan. I mean, it was yeah. it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. It's like it's like it's like, it kind of reminds me of uh, you know Pharaoh's Bueller's Day Off, where you got the teacher yelling Bueller. <laughs> Bueller, right, right. Lemuel, I gotta go next. I've got these opinions inside; they're just bursting to come out. I mean, they want to come out. So, I, I the biggest thing I want to say right off the top is I want to know whose idea it was. Uh. To make it sound like they were standing at the end of a hallway for yes. every single song. That mix was god-awful, and if they ever <laughs> hired that sound engineer again, they need to shoot him and shoot him dead. That was horrible, horrible stuff. Now, if you did that for one song, <clears throat> that'd be one thing. But every single song on the album? What were they thinking? I could do a better job in my little sound booth I created for my voiceover work. That is just terrible, terrible stuff. (laughs) Tell me how you really feel, Nate. It was awful. It just drove me nuts. Now, having said that, I do appreciate the musicianship, and I really did like some of the sounds. Now, I'm not a big fan of songs that sound the same over and over and over and over again. I mean, each... Each measure just kept on repeating itself, you know. The guitar riffs and everything was just oh, constant. Yeah. But the musicianship is obviously there. The singing was great, and they obviously have good voices. So why did they decide to mix their voices that way? It drove me up oh. the wall. Be- uh, between that and they took out, like, they didn't do any solos. They didn't, no. You know, it's like, I'm used to, like, good jam spots in these from this band, and I mean, they took you know out what? everything. They could, have done, they could have done auto-tune, and I would have been more happy than that. It was just... <laughs> horrible it was uh, but i you know i did again the style of music was okay i mean they definitely are influenced by uh kind of 1960s rock it really reminded me of bands like the kinks or uh maybe even the who the or trogs, the, the trogs yeah that that the old Kingsman, the, right yeah. yeah this old 1960s kind of rock and roll you know mid to late 60s type stuff and so i can appreciate that i like that i grew up on that my mom you know I, you know, that first three albums I ever played, one of them was the Trogs, the next one was Buffalo Springfield. So it's all that kind of music. Yeah. 
Uh, and so I, I, I could groove on it that way, but man, it was repetitive and the mix, I just couldn't get past the mix. The mix drove me up the wall. That was obnoxious. That, that might be maybe the frustrating part about this is I think you can tell that there is great musicianship behind mm -hmm. everything yeah. here, which does make it sometimes a little bit more frustrating. Like, oh, you're, you're handcuffing yourself when you don't need to. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you just look at this. You're like, why are you I'm doing gonna that? I'm going to play this guitar with both hands tied behind my yeah. back. It, it's, it's like, so there's, it reminds me, like, there's a, there's a, uh, his name is Nathan something. He's the lead singer of Fun, right? There's, oh, yeah. There's, there's oh, a couple of songs on on their break their breakthrough album. I can't remember the name of that album. The one that has all the songs, We Are Young, all that stuff on there. Oh, yeah. So he, nice. uh, he auto-tunes yeah, his voice a couple of times. Why are you doing that? You have one of the most amazing voices in pop music. Why are you auto-tuning your voice? It was the same kind of thing here. I could tell that these people knew how to sing. It didn't matter which one was doing the lead vocals. I mean, I, I could tell there was two or three different ones that were doing the lead vocals on this album. And it was obvious they knew how to sing. Why are they doing that to their voice? It was like somebody just turned up the... You know, they just moved over to their mixing board and just hit the echo, you know, or the, or the reverb oh. or something. They just turned it up. I'm like, oh. Dear sweet baby Jesus, save us all, please. Uh, anyway, um, that's really all I have. Anybody else have any more? Maybe they have like the, the sound compressor is actually a soup can. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what it was. <laughs> what are you thinking? But, yeah, the mixing. I just want to know whose idea that was because they somebody should have said no. See, and that's what's funny is Tender Loving Empire was the record company, and they have done some fantastic recordings with other bands, and. Oh my gosh, this one just sounded wretched. <laughs> I almost yeah, wonder. I almost wonder if they were kind of trying to go for the like early Black Keys kind of sound, where you early like, back Black Keys sounded were, better than that. Well, they did. They did a hundred percent. But I was wondering if they were trying to emulate that. But the only way you could emulate that is by doing exactly what the Black Keys did and record in a literal <laughs> empty warehouse. Right, and that's the point. <laughs> that's the point is that the engineering wasn't bad on those albums. It was it was an intentional thing to do. This was not a room. This was an this was something they did with the board that. Somebody it, should have just yeah. taken the, the the control away from the sound <laughs> engineer. It just was terrible. Stop All right, that hand. <laughs> I, I have I've been really mean. So anybody else have anything else they want to say about this album? Well, the only thing I was going to kind of bring up a little bit, and this is kind of a more broader thing about like pop music, rock music, that sort of thing, is uh, I, it, it's probably why I don't get so like super enthused by a lot of stuff because it's it is always I, this is a very broad brush. I realize. But most of the time, it is hook first, right? We are going music first, <laughs> hook people in, make make them excited to be hearing what they're listening to. And lyrics oftentimes are kind of completely secondary <laughs> to to the experience. And you'll see this in the most bubblegum of pop, right? Where you could put oh, yeah. any lyrics into that. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah. lyrics straight up just do not matter. <laughs> just, uh, just you can do <laughs> nonsense syllables. Yeah. Lyrics just do nonsense syllables for the entire thing. <laughs> this will show my age a little bit. Go back to like the '90s and Mbop and stuff like that. Like it's, it's nonsense. <laughs> yeah. It's completely utter nonsense. Yeah. And so I I don't know about these because I I tried to actually look up what the lyrics were for these songs and there's nothing yeah. on the internet that I could find yeah. as far as what what they are. Um, I know they didn't really stand out to me, which means you do have to rely on just the musicianship. 
and save for a couple of moments, I was like, yeah, it's just kind of the same thing on repeat over and over and over again, which mm-hmm. is, again, why I keep coming back to this, which sounds like more of a diss than I mean it to be, but it's like, it's, 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 it's I'm doing other stuff. I'm not focusing on the music here then. Yeah. Really? It's just there for background stuff. Like, you could yeah. put this very easily into, like, a, a movie background scene. Like, people are dancing and talking over top of it because it really doesn't matter. Yeah. No. <laughs> that is 100% accurate. That is a great way to, uh, to uh, uh, yeah, to describe that music. It's really bad. So mm-hmm. let's go ahead. And since we have uh, pretty much, um, you know, driven the proverbial stake through this album, uh, let's go ahead and give our, our review scores. And again, one through five, five being the best, like amazing, like mm-hmm. the most amazing record ever. Uh, one being Trash Heap, Burn It. Uh, what score mm-hmm. do you give them, Kyle? Well, of course I'm giving this a five. And so, No, I'm just kidding. Um, I, uh... <laughs> okay, nice to have you on the show. Psych. <laughs> no. Uh, no, I was, I was going to say... <laughs> We, we rate the movies on Kyle and Dave versus the Machine uh, at the end of every episode, and then uh-huh. we average me and my, and my co-host Dave's um, scores together and keep a running list. And I'm always accused of putting things like half a star more than probably what they deserve, and I'm the first <laughs> one to admit that. So I'm giving okay. this, honestly, a three. I'm kind of in the middle of it, whereas there's some okay. things I actually do like about it, so it's not like a complete like throw it into a dumpster and forget about it. But it's probably also not going to be something like, oh, I'm going to go and listen to this entire record. Yeah. Either. I'm probably going to pick one or two to come back to. Yeah. Well, uh, I got to tell you, you're 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 more generous than I am. I, I'm not even yeah, sure right. I will ever listen to this album again. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, not sorry, Shivas. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and give my score as we speak. I'm gonna give it. I just. I'm gonna give it a 1.5. I, it is. It is. It is harsh. It is hard for me to even uh, listen to. I listened to it twice. The second time, just to make sure that I wasn't exaggerating uh what i was feeling the first time because you know i listen to these albums when i'm working at work and uh so i just wanted to make sure i was i was catching everything i was catching and i just i was like oh my goodness uh so i'd go listen to the other albums we're reviewing this month and i was just like every time i got to this album i'm like oh do i have to press play (laughs) (laughs) so 1.5 for me and you know what um uh shiva's uh really that's mostly because of your engineering decisions um the band, I do like your instrumentation. I do like your singing. Um, unfortunately, I couldn't understand most of your lyrics. There was a couple of songs I, I could understand. The last song, that, as Kyle mentioned, was a good song, and uh, I could understand that. I, I do appreciate your musicianship, but, man, the recording is, is, is not good. Charlie, go ahead. What is your score for this album? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot you a little bit low, too. Shiva's, I got to give you, you know, uh, as a band, I'm still going to give you a four. Okay, but as an album, definitely only a two. Uh, uh, this is this is not this is this was not very good. I'm and I'm only giving you a two because I have one song that made a playlist. So oh. I was like, oh, that is so bad because you guys have have had other albums go way better, and uh, your live shows are phenomenal. So don't. Don't ever let those people touch your album. <laughs> yeah. Take the control back. Whatever happened, yeah. take the control back. Right, right. All right, Mr. Lem, what about you? I think I'm going to have to go with a two as well. That first song, as soon as it started playing, the first thing I wrote was like, I can't. The vocals are drowned out by everything else. 
It just was so muddy and gross and like all the songs, I couldn't really differentiate between the others. I noted that there was one song for me that seemed to stand out and it was a gift. I don't know why. I just wrote this. So far, it's the most interesting song in the whole album. Like mm -hmm. I, I would turn it on if I was like having a group of people over and wanted some background noise. But that, that'd be it. So too. Well, the problem is there's too much background noise in the in the album. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, that's Dark really the issue here. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Oh, so, well, uh, we apologize. Uh, no, I don't apologize, Shivas. You need to do something about your engineering. Next time, please hire somebody else. Um, again, we are all, I think all four of us are convinced that you guys are probably a good band uh, with good musicianship, great vocals. Um but, boy, you need to do something about your album quality. Uh, maybe go back and re-record this album. and uh, Yeah, remaster. That yeah, remaster that, yeah. baby. So, do a Taylor Swift. Just record everything over absolutely. again. Get the <laughs> yeah. master right. Yes. Absolutely. That's absolutely. right. Do a Taylor Swift. Uh, and, and, honestly, her albums that she's re-recorded sound really, really good. They, they're not bad at all. She's done a good job with those. Uh, so we've got a three being the highest score today, uh, 1.5 and twos. I am the lowest score, which is uh, – that doesn't usually happen on music albums, does it? Charlie no, I think, that's, it too hard. I think that's the yeah. most range we've had, too. Usually we stick within, like, 0. 0.5 of each other. We're always, like, kind of the same, but we want to be different a little bit. This time, right. nah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kyle, thank you so much for joining us today. We thank truly you. appreciate you being on the show, and we'd love to have you back again sometime. If you if you would like, we'd love to have you. What do you, what do you say? Open invitation? I, I would love to come back. It would be great. Sweet. Sweet. Awesome. We'd awesome. love to have you. So uh, why don't you go ahead again and tell everybody what your podcast is and where they can find you on sure. all your social media platforms. Um, so if you want to find me, I am at the Kyle Marshall on pretty much everything. The podcast I mentioned at the very beginning is Kyle and Dave versus the machine versus this VS, the mm -hmm. machine. Um, just in case someone stumbles across this, because this is a music, we're talking about music here. There's another podcast I do called Putting It Together, which is a focus on just my favorite Broadway composer, who is Stephen awesome. Sondheim, where I actually analyze his lyrics of every song he's ever written. We're just going chronologically through, which wow. also bugs, bugs me so much because that's I'm such cool. a lyrics guy. Wow. <laughs> it's like, oh, I can't hear anything that, that's being sung about. So that, That's got to be an interesting podcast. I mean, and, and probably mm -hmm. a lot of work, man. He's a prolific. It's so much work. It is yeah. so much work. There is 18 yeah. I, shows that he's produced. He's still alive. Supposedly yeah. coming in with another one next year. I, um, and we're about to start Sweeney Todd here. In about what is he, like 95? I mean, he's got to be pretty up there. 91. Yeah, is he? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. You're about ready to start uh, Sweeney Todd, you said? Correct. Yeah. Ooh, I'm going to have to check that one out. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, we will make sure we have links uh, in the show notes to, to both of those podcasts and uh, your Twitter handles and stuff like that as well. So, again, God, thank you so much for joining us. And, folks out there, if you would like to check out more about The Simpleton Review, you can please do so at thesimpletonreview.com. You can find links to – you can watch the video there. <clears throat> find links to our YouTube channel, our audio portion of this podcast uh, you can also find articles that we write, whether they be video games, music, or movies, and a link to our Discord channel. And we usually try to put uh, trailers and new trailers, video game news, uh, all that kind of stuff. If you uh, are a Twitch person, you can also promote your grind, as it were, 
on there mm-hmm. and uh, all those kind of things. So please uh, join our Twitch or uh, Discord channel. We'd love to have you on board for the ride. We don't, we don't, uh, we're not on there 24 hours a day spamming your thing and making your phone go beep, beep, beep. But uh, we do try to post a few trailers and stuff like that as the time goes by. So we'd love to have you. Again, thank you guys so much for joining us here at the Simpler Review. We look forward to seeing you next week. Bye.